0: fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Cheney, and All
1: Alright, just three days away from the real start of preseason football. Let's talk about training camp. Yeah, which players are turning heads in camp? Who is becoming fantasy relevant? We're also going to look at early average draft position and find some overdrafted, some underdrafted players for you. I am Adam Azer. Welcome back. I hope it was a great weekend, everybody. I've got Dave Richard here with uh, Heath Cummings. We'll have Jamie later. First, though, we got a special guest. He's back. What's up, Pete Prisco, our CBS Sports senior writer. How you doing, Pete?
0: I am back. Yeah. Road weary and beat to death, but I'm back.
1: That's right. Now, you you've been touring training camps around the country. I hope you found time to find some Buffalo Wild Wings on the way.
0: Love Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, yeah. There's actually one uh, in Costa Mesa, California, right by where I was staying. So I did go in there. Love Buffalo Wild Wings.
1: Yeah, it's a great place, man. And and you should start your fantasy football league right by booking your draft party at B-Dubs. You'll get a free draft kit and enjoy a draft feast of boneless wings, three sides, and three shareables at a special price. Only at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports at participating locations while supplies last. All right, Pete, where have you been so far?
0: Atlanta, Minnesota, Green Bay, Rams and Chargers.
1: Who is the one player that has popped the most for you?
0: Dalvin Cook, without Woo! question. Yes, I knew that I was mean, coming. He, he's been he, he the day I watched him practice. He was phenomenal, and in talking to him after practice, he says he's quicker and faster than he was before the injury. And you know what? It's hard to argue with the guy. He was phenomenal.
1: <sighs> well, I, we we talked so much about him, guys, but. Pete Pete's tweet about Dalvin Cook inspired my reckless thoughts of taking him as early as fifth. I've backed off from that, but uh, I don't know. So want to, where
2: are you taking him?
1: Eh,
0: like eighth or ninth? Okay. Who would you take fifth? Well, obviously they're back. So how are you running them?
1: Well, see that's not necessarily because I might take Antonio Brown ahead, but I, you know, he, Pete. For me, I'm really having a hard time between Kareem Hunt and Dalvin Cook, and I just decided I'll take the guy who's not coming off the ACL injury.
0: Yeah, but you wouldn't know he was coming off an ACL injury. I I probably would lean to Dalvin Cook in that situation. I'm
3: having a hard time managing my excitement over Dalvin Cook.
0: Yeah. Can I give you some names
2: and you tell me, Pete, who you would take between Cook versus? Okay.
3: And, Heath, jump in on this. Adam, jump
2: in on this too. We'll all do it. These are all names that I have ranked ahead of Dalvin Cook. Okay. So we did Kareem Hunt. What about Leonard Fournette? And I know, Pete, that you know Leonard Fournette well from being in Jacksonville.
0: They're going to run the ball better this year because they added Norwell and Robinson is going to be better and he's lost weight, but I still don't, I probably take Cook. I still think he, he misses too many holes. Doesn't make anybody Four miss. I take Cook. Cook. Adam? Oh, Cook. Yeah. Cook. Saquon. Saquon Cook. Cook. That's easy Cook. for me. Right side of the Giants line stinks. <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Non-PPR. Non-PPR. It's Cook. Cook.
1: Definitely. But what about PPR? It's a real tough, ah, it's got to be Kamara, right?
0: A cook's going to catch a lot of passes out of backfield, too. He's not going to catch 80. No, but he'll catch 50.
3: He'll catch 50. He'll catch 50. If M- it wasn't for the Ingram suspension, I'd say Cook and PPR, too. But those first four weeks could be yeah. pretty massive for Kamara. you take Kamara? Yeah.
2: All right, last one, and you're all going to say Cook. Melvin Gordon. Cook. Cook.
0: And you saw Melvin oh, Gordon. But I did see Melvin close.
1: Gordon. Yeah, well, well, all right, so tell us about Melvin Gordon. Well,
0: Eckler's going to take some stuff away from Melvin Gordon. That much I know. Eckler— e- Austin Eckler looks fantastic, and they're raving about him. And Philip Rivers told me he's going to assume the Danny Woodhead role from a couple years ago, which means he's going to take some touches and some catches away from him.
3: I love well, I assume they have to throw the ball to the running backs more with no really good tight end. Like they, they threw, the, threw the ball 150 times to their tight
0: ends. They're not yeah. going to do that Gates cream. is coming back, by the way. Yeah. He, will, he yeah.
2: will be back. We got a lot to talk about with that stop and with the Chargers. Oh, right,
1: let's start there, Dave. Let's kick it off. Let's talk let's talk Chargers here. Pete's gonna be with us for about 15, 20 minutes. Jamie will come on later and we'll look at ADP. But we want to get Pete's thoughts on what he's seen and what he's heard uh from camps around the country.
0: All right, we'll start with San Diego. I mean, yeah, Los Angeles. I keep saying San Diego. It's okay. I said yeah, everybody I, says, San You know what's yeah, funny? Yeah. I did it I did it when I opened my interview with Rivers and he looked at me and he goes, Well, I still do live there. You know, because he's off time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh look, Mike Williams is going to be a real deal for them. And I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think Mike Williams was as good as most people thought coming out of school. I thought he had it; was a little slow by my standards. But he's, the last week, the light went on. And in talking to guys around that team, the light needed to go on. I mean, he's in shape. He's dedicated. He understands what it takes to be a pro. Mm-hmm. And I think Mike Williams, he had two touchdown catches in the scrimmage. And the day I was there, he cut like a bunch of balls. So I, I think he's going to be a big-time produ- producer for them.
3: That would be huge for Philip Rivers
0: There's your answer to your question about the tight end Where those catches are going That's where they're going Because then he can still have Keenan Allen Then you have the other Williams And you have that Williams Alright How fast was he? Because the he guy's fast. big He played fast He played fast Yeah, he played fast today I saw him I, I'm with you I, I, I'm not convinced that he can has to take take off and go speed But
2: Can he catch 65% of 105 targets? Are those numbers in line for Mike Williams? Yeah all right. I think so. Well, then that makes me a little worried about what we could get out of Keenan Allen. No, because he looks even better. They're, so, they so where they are the catches the in coming passing from? Passing last year. Okay. But they're still. I, I have a hard time no, seeing say, Keenan Allen getting to 95 catches. Let's say, let's say he Mike goes to Woods 90. To 65, Mike Williams 70. goes to
0: 65. Uh, Eckler goes to 40. 40. And that's gonna hurt Melvin Gordon. Gordon will right? go to. 35, 40, 40, yeah, so that's where your catches are going. I mean, if Gates comes back, he's catching 30, right, Forty-five, maybe, and then Green will catch 20, like he always does.
1: Uh, Can we stick stay in Los Angeles and go to the Rams now? Yeah. All right, so Rams are going to unleash a little bit more of McVay's offense, which should be fun, but there's a lot of fantasy dispute about Cooks versus Woods versus Cup. What do you think about the Rams wide receivers? Who's the guy?
0: Cooks will be the guy. Cooks will be the guy. And I think Cup will get a lot of touchdowns. I, I think, I think it'll go, if I was picking him, I'd probably go Cooks, Cup, Woods. That's how I would pick him.
2: That's how I have it.
0: Yeah. That's but how I've, I've got
2: it. Cup and Woods like back to back and Coop and Cooks is a little. So high. Cooks
3: is getting more than the Sammy Watt control. Yes.
2: But I we we talked about this on FFT. By the way, we're doing FFT every day, um, between now and the with end of P the football Prisco. season. Sometimes, sometimes with Pete Frisco, uh, 120 targets is right around where Brandon Cooks has been the past few years. I have a hard time believing that he'll
0: see that many targets from Jerry in this offense. Well, you got to count Gurley's catches, and you know Higby looked better too. Did he? Yeah, that's a surprised guy me. that surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Did you like him coming out? Mm-hmm. I the yeah, like issues him. off the field. I maybe. know, but on the field he looked really yeah. good. He looked better. He, looked, he looks, he looks quicker and, and more assured of himself. So, I uh, so yeah, you're right. Is he going to get 120 targets? That's going to be tough to do.
1: All right. I know this isn't exactly what I plan on talking about because we all love Todd Gurley. He's going to be a number one, number two pick in just about every draft. But we got an email, Pete, on Friday. It was a really interesting email. It was about year two running backs. And so, you know, we went through the last five years of year two running backs and, Guys like Trent Richardson's kind of one of the headliners, but I don't know, he wasn't really that good as a rookie year anyway, but there's some guys who had some speed bumps. And Todd Gurley, I guess, would be the big headliner, right? What happens in year two? And the the fantasy football landscape, the first round and early second round, we just talked about Dalvin Cook, dominated by year two running backs. should, I don't know if I should say dominated, but there are some of them. Uh Is that a thing, Pete? Do do running backs have trouble adjusting in year two? Because we'll talk about Fournette. We'll talk about Hunt. We'll talk about Cook. These guys. Is that, a, is that a real thing or just kind of a fluky thing that's happened over the past few years?
0: Uh, I think it's fluky. I yeah. mean, there could be some theory that you figure them out a little bit, but I don't buy that. I, I think it's just fluky. Uh, Jordan Howard was, he no, had he, two he, good years in a row, no, right? I mean, well, it
1: was a lot worse for him. You know, he lost yeah, like a yard per his carry. His line was
0: worse too. I, I mean, you gotta look at the lines, what happens, all that other stuff. I I think that's fluky. Guys should get better as they get older, not worse. So I do think that's fluky.
1: Alright. Uh, let's go to the Chiefs camp. And do you think Patrick Mahomes can keep Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and, and now Sammy Watkins, uh, as fantasy regulars? Fantasy Starters.
0: Oh, oh, I don't think there's any question about that. Now, he's going to throw a lot of interceptions. Get ready for that. It's been happening in practice. Yeah, you can't.
2: But like, this isn't like the Aaron Rodgers. One day he throws three interceptions. But you know what? And and I had this conversation.
0: I had this conversation with Andy Reid and with Mahomes when I was there. They are working on stuff in practice to see. And Andy Reid told them, see what you can get away with. Then you'll know what you can't get away with. So they're going through practice with that mentality. So, He's, you know, say he's reading the deep ball in a game. He might say, "Okay, I'm not going to take that shot. I'm going to come down and check down to the back. But in practice, he might say, "Okay, let me see if I can fit that in there. Then I'll have an idea and he'll rip it. And if they pick it, then he knows the next time he can't put it in there. So people get so caught up in interceptions in training camp. You know, I want it was a couple of years ago. Mariota didn't throw an interception in like a week of training camp practices. And somebody tweeted that out. I said, that's not a good thing.
1: Oh, Pete that loves is, interceptions. He loves well, interceptions. No, I don't love interceptions.
0: <laughs> if, but if you're not taking your yeah, shots, yeah, I got it. you're not having interceptions. And if you're not taking your shots, I don't want you playing my quarterback.
3: But if you're a betting man, Patrick Mahomes has got to be the favorite to lead the league in interceptions this year. Cause he's not going to get benched. He's going to throw a ton.
0: He'll probably throw, yeah, he'll probably throw
2: 20-ish. He had 25 interceptions in 25 games his last two years at Texas Tech, and he had an interception against Denver last year on an I, ugly throw. It was probably his ugliest throw of the game. And then he came back and made
0: a bunch he of. He did. So That's I'm, true. I'm okay. Hey, Brett Favre is the all time interception leader. He's all like Andy Reid said. He goes, yeah, so through a lot of touchdowns mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind that, and I don't. I think you'll get that. But I, I think he's going to be the gunslinger mentality. He's going to take shots. Hill's going to get a lot of balls down the field. Um, I, you know, Kelsey's gonna be his, his guy in the middle of the field. They're still gonna put up big numbers. So to answer your question, Adam, yes. I do believe in all those so guys. So you think
1: he's an upgrade over Alex Smith? In, in year two, Patrick Mahomes will, will be better than Alex Smith? What he
0: had been? Will, will he be better than what Alex Smith did last year, this year? Probably yeah. not. Okay. Will he be better in the long run for that football team? Yes. Right. By year two, he will be. Uh,
1: what are you hearing about the, the wide receivers for the Packers? What are we thinking there?
0: Allison will be the third, and they're pretty much dead set on that. And big believers in him, by the way. Uh Devontae Adams, big believer in him when I talk to him. Aaron Rodgers, big believer in when I talk to him. Mike McCarthy, big believer in when I talk to him. So I think I think Allison will, is a solid number three there. You, Adams Cobb Allison. Adams Cobb Allison. As long as Cobb's healthy, right? As long as Cobb's healthy, he's back at practice. Well, if it's, a, if it's Adams Allison, then it's question mark because. But there's a lot of bodies. Was there a that, rookie that stood out no, to you Because drafted they drafted three of they them. They were all, their heads were spinning. It was the first week of camp when I was there, and their heads were spinning. I told you, the best guy, that looked. the guy who looked the best out of all of them was Kumaro. Mm-hmm. Jake like Kumaro was, was, he and he's developed a nice rapport with Rodgers. It wouldn't astound me to see so him make the team. that's maybe their number four wide receiver. Yeah. Wouldn't astound me to see him make the team. And, and then you know, Trevor Davis, but he's more of, for me, he's more of a special right. teams guy. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So I wanna, I wanna ask you another question about the Packers, right? You got no more Jordy Nelson. I wanna know if you think Devontae Adams is really that, that alpha dog, that number one wide receiver. Um Cobb getting up there, getting up there a little bit in, in age and he's been beat up. And no true number one running back yet. You got injuries to both tackles. They seem like they're fine, but those guys are banged up a lot. Bulaga and Bakhtiari. Are there reasons to worry about the Packers offense? No. No, because remember well, Pete, we were like, back. We, yeah, but remember we were like, God, this offense has no creativity. Yeah. It seems to have stopped. i actually
0: talked to Adams about that a little bit about how they're running more crossing routes and more picks and rubs now. Than Thank God. Yeah, I agree. They have to. Gotta give it the times. Um, no, I'm not worried about that offense at all. They'll be fine. He could throw to us three, Aaron Rodgers. If we <laughs> they complete passes, so yeah, we're not good after the catch. By the way, I didn't include you. I was talking about A's or me, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're playing left tackle. Yeah, Dave. Right, 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 you're right. filling in for Bakhtiari over <laughs> there. Come on, so, How, we got to talk about the run game for the Packers. I think it's Williams. Jamal Williams is the guy. He's the man. How do they feel about Aaron Jones being suspended or no? I oh, like him, but what what I was told was Jamal Williams will get the majority of the carries. But they will use them all because they don't want to burn him out by December and and January. So so then Ty Ty Montgomery will be the passing down. Right, yeah. So they'll they'll all be involved, but I think the primary runner will be Williams.
1: Heath and Dave, do you feel like – let's go to Falcons camp. Do you feel like Calvin Ridley is getting any fantasy love right now? Or do you think people are just kind
2: of avoiding him?
3: Basically none in any format other than Dynasty. Nobody expects anything this year.
2: They're Uh, wrong. Well, I was going to say, I think if you draft him with the expectation of him being a good bench receiver in seasonal right. leagues, in redraft gonna, leagues, well, he's now, not going to get 1,000 yards this year. Well, but Pete. if you play three receivers, I, he's your third on a bye week. Correct. Right. So he's like your fantasy team's number four wide receiver. He's going to be the Falcons' number two receiver. And I heard what you had to say about him, and I want you to tell everybody what you saw in Falcons' camp. But I think he's got a shot at... Not eight, not quite 900, what but like number? 850 50 and, and 6. and 900? 50 50, 850 and, and 6. Yeah. I don't think he even gets yeah. to 900.
0: I'm going to say 850. I don't know. Like, like I told you on FFT today, one of the things that surprised Matt Ryan was how fast he actually was. I he love it. He thought he was fast, but he's faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which gives them a d- different dimension than what they have in, in Julio. I yeah. mean, Julio's fast, but he ain't, ain't burner fast. This kid's burner fast. Does
3: he know more than two routes?
0: No, he's not a dumb kid. He knows that. Uh, no, I didn't, I
3: didn't think he was a he dumb kid. He went to Monarch High School. They didn't have not. a very advanced passing game in Alabama. He didn't, no. he didn't have and a lot of Julio experience. Julio played in Alabama, yeah, too, he, and he picked it yeah. up.
0: So I th- I think he'll be fine. And he ran a crosser the day I was there where he took off and ran away from the entire defense. I mean, you could see it. Can I ask one more thing? Yeah.
2: Did no. you talk to Steve Sarkeesian? I did. did he worked with Ridley at Alabama he did. he was there. He did. Do you think that that's going to help I think Ridley, Ridley adapt better? Being familiar with everybody this year will help, right? not just him. But the fact that he's already yeah. had a year with Ridley
0: nah, and knows what
2: Ridley can do.
0: They know what Ridley can do. The, the staff that drafts him know what okay. he can do. No, I'm just I saying I mean, when they... he calls
2: up plays, I wonder if he'll think of certain plays for Ridley that maybe an OC that
0: didn't work with him before wouldn't know. What it also will do is if he can t- take the top off, it will help. That safety from going and shading toward Julio's side all the time. Yeah. So that's that what might they've got to count give, on, right. It might even give, and it'll help open up some new in the middle of the field. Look, that offense is going to be very, very good this year. Again, it's going to go, it, I'm not saying it's going back to the MVP offense of two years ago when, when Ryan was MVP, but it's going to be much better than it was a year ago. No doubt.
1: Pete, do you think, uh, there's another offense off top of your head that takes a big step up this year? Really surprises people?
0: Like the
2: Rams did last year, you mean? Yeah. You know, have to be number I'm not, one, I'm not
0: on the traditionals that everybody else is. I, you know, it's easy to say the Bears because, though they're this year's Jared Goff and, and, uh, you know, uh, Sean McVay. I don't buy that. Uh, it's easy to say the 49ers. I think they're a year away and Jimmy Garoppolo, quite frankly, threw seven touchdown passes and five picks. You would think he threw 25 and five, <laughs> uh, the way people talk about him. So I'm not on them. An offense that will take a forward, big forward step, huh?
2: I can give you a couple suggestions.
0: Well, I think Broncos are going to be better on offense. That was you. one of the suggestions. Yeah, I think the Broncos will be significantly better on offense. Because I think Case Keenum is, is going to be a big upgrade for them. If that's one of them. And I'll tell you another one that's going to be better on offense. The Jaguars are going to be better on offense. You mean the
1: the team you picked to go to the Super Bowl?
0: You're damn right. I well, picked them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. You've teams loaded, man. Packers Packers over the uh, Jaguars, 27-20. You know Adam,
3: Adam picked them to miss the playoffs already.
0: All right. You did not. Did I you, did. Adam? I did. They're out. You're, you're, you're way <laughs> off base. <That laughs> Who do you have win? winning the South?
2: I
1: don't you know. I, I didn't, I didn't pick anybody to win the division. I just, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs because of Blake Bortles. I'm not a Bortles guy. You
0: know, Look, I know he's not a Bortles guy, but even you guys got to give it to him. The way he played down the stretch and on in the playoffs, he didn't turn the ball over once in the postseason. He played very well against Pittsburgh. He played very well against New England in the fourth quarter. And his ability to run the football that day against Buffalo when they decided they weren't going to throw any passes Mm -hmm. was big in that game. They, They went into that game. I know. I was told. We're not throwing passes because Buffalo isn't scoring on us. We're not going to blow the game by get, turning the ball over. Well, they didn't, and he ran for about – night. what did he run for, 85 yards? It or something was crazy, of, yeah. And, and you know what? Didn't he run for more yards than he threw? Yes. He did, and that yes. day a lot of the players in that locker room just said, you know what, this is our guy. That, that Because this, he ran for more no, than he threw? because he was tough as hell. That's All right. right that's not f- because he ran, because he was tough as hell. He took a lot of shots. Look, th- what what you don't know, Adam, is last year – the little receivers that they had, they didn't know the routes. He had no con, he called play. They look at him with a glazed look on their face. And, and I was told they shut it down in the championship game because those kids were running the wrong routes in, in large part. But those guys know the playbook now. All right. And Keelan Cole to me is one of the great sleepers in fantasy this year. Okay. He is one of the great sl- He averaged 18 yards a catch a year ago. Didn't know where he was going. Now he knows where he's going. He's put on about 12 pounds. He's thicker and, and Westbrook will be smarter. Safarian Jenkins is 10 times better player in terms of catching the football than Mercedes Lewis is. They're going to be much better offensively. So
1: better. I, actually I was going to read our email of the day. It was from Tom, Dave Thomas from a Canadian city in, in a Canadian city in between Montreal and Toronto.
2: Between Montreal and Toronto. Mm-hmm. He's moving. He's going to Saskatchewan.
1: Okay. <laughs> and uh it was about the Jacksonville This one, I was actually segueing into the Jacksonville wide receivers, but I think you answered it. So Who would be the first one you drafted, Pete?
0: Cole? If you want to play safe, you draft Lee first. If you want to play I'm going to go for the gusto, I draft Cole first. Or you just wait for Cole.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, how about you guys? How you feeling about him?
3: Exactly what Pete said. I'll play it safe and go Lee first. Yeah, that's a safe pick.
1: What about Didi? Is he fantasy relevant?
0: Hard to say which Didi is going to show up.
3: I bet he's fantasy relevant like four times this year, and we never have any idea when it's going to be.
2: uh, Here's the point. Is there even going to be one Jaguars receiver that finishes in the top 24? Because I could see it where Lee has a good week, and then it's DeeDee,
0: and then it's Cole, and then it's none. Can one of you guys read me Cole's numbers last year just off the top of your head? Because he didn't know where he was going. Yeah, I mean, what he did was a was gravy, considering, and he was undrafted, and he's a skinny. He weighed about 170 pounds.
1: 42 catches, 748 yards, and three touchdowns on 82 targets.
0: Okay, so project that. That's
2: insane.
1: Well, over his last he, five, he games— he played 16 games, but a lot yeah. of those
2: games he really... he didn't play. He didn't play. Uh,
1: how games. about this projection? Over his last five games, look at what he did over his last five games. He was on pace for 74 catches, 1,520 <laughs> yards, and 10 touchdowns.
0: That, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get something. More like, not that, but you're gonna get something yeah, more. I don't know. You're gonna no. get, you're gonna get 65, this? you get 65, 1108. Right, so Woo-hoo! his projection, Big. his
2: projection from week seven on last year, over 16 games, is 58 catches, 1122, and five. Which is pretty damn good. That's good. I mean, right? with a, for a late round pick, yeah.
1: that's
0: not bad. Nothing pick. Came off the street. No, I, I'm talking about in fantasy. A late oh. round pick.
1: Pete, so what do I get when they miss the playoffs? Buffalo Wild Wings on you? You got it. Alright. What
0: do they what do I get when they make the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Wild, Wild Wings. Wings? On Adam. No, that's not a that's not a good bet. How about Buffalo Wild Wings for life? if Five. they make the Super Bowl. Five. We'll probably, we can hook it up, I'm sure. Pete, that's Thanks. A yes. Thanks they for so stopping many by. Buffalo, by the way, they have so many flavors of Buffalo Wild Wings that I could eat one uh, eat a different one every day and I still know. have for life.
1: And I, you know what? It's a shame. I didn't get to make my uh Get off my lawn joke about Pete Prisco, but he does have the get off my lawn reputation.
0: I do, but I'm a nice guy.
1: He's a little prickly. Did you hear me? I said get off.
0: Yes, my I am. Mind. Get off my lawn. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> get off my show, Adam. Oh, get off <laughs> my show, Pete. <laughs> I forgot. Pete. All right, man. Jamie Eisenberg yep. taking over.
1: Thank you, Pete Prisco. Great stuff from our senior writer and make sure you follow with Pete Scott on the website on CBSSports.com as he tours training camps and gives us knowledge that, uh, that few can. That's great stuff from Pete. Well, Pete's a lucky guy. You know, he gets to use his credential to go to games everywhere. But, you know, you you at home, you don't have that luxury. That's okay because we can get you to the games or concerts or comedy or theater. Any live event you want to go to this summer or into the fall or going forward, get there with the SeatGeek app. And we're giving you a discount. Save 20 bucks off your first purchase on SeatGeek with the promo code FFT. Just search for an event, find your tickets, buy your tickets, and put the code FFT in, and you will get 20 bucks off. And I'm happy to say... That all of us on this podcast, we use the SeatGeek app. We've got it on our phones. We know it is the easiest thing to do. You know, It used to be kind of a pain to get tickets because you wanted a price compare. You wanted to look at this site and then go and look at three more. I used to look at Craigslist and stuff like that. Now SeatGeek does all that work for you. SeatGeek searches multiple ticket sites and pulls in results. It gives every ticket a grade based on value. So when you're looking when you're looking at the seating chart for any event, you see all the tickets that are available, and you see the grades on each seat so you know this is the best bang for my buck. Every purchase, by the way, on SeatGeek is fully guaranteed. So if you want to have a good time this summer, if you want to give a gift to somebody, go to a game, go to a concert, go to any live event, use SeatGeek, and use the promo code FFT for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And we have the promo code it is FFT. And we have Jamie Eisenberg. What up? Hey buddy. What's going on? How are you? What did you hear from Pete that jumped out?
4: Uh I mean I talk to Pete every day, so nothing.
1: Yeah, you guys are but he was actually upset. He was all like get off my lawn. When we told him that Jamie wasn't going to be on the podcast with him. It was it was weird, wasn't it? They really when friend. I
2: mentioned that Jamie was at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why, uh, that's why he wasn't on. He got really, he was like, no, he, he wouldn't do that.
4: Anyway. No, I was at my uh, home away from home, the uh, CBS Sports HQ desk.
2: Yes, good stuff. Check out CBS
1: Sports HQ. I watch it all the time on my Roku, any over the top device that you have. Download the CBS Sports app and watch HQ. Uh, it is time now for our fantasy profile presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. And we're going to take a look at you know, some depth chart stuff, guys who are having good camps, who are climbing up the rankings a little bit, or at least getting into the discussion. We're profiling an unknown or underrated fantasy football player who listeners should get to know as they could be key to winning your season here on the Fantasy Profile presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. Heath, let's go to a year two wide receiver. We're just going to give him a mulligan for year one. John Ross in Cincinnati.
3: Yeah, we just talked about Mike Williams, and I think you can make some of the same arguments for John Ross that we made for Mike Williams. He was a complete bust as a rookie, but he still has the pedigree, and we questioned whether Mike Williams is fast enough. There's no question whether John Ross is fast enough. The guy is blazing fast. They cut Brandon LaFell, I think, mostly because they're starting to feel more comfortable with Ross outside. He, I believe, is currently listed as their number two wide receiver. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um would you guys take Calvin Ridley or John Ross?
3: Ridley. Yeah. I do have Ridley ahead in the rankings that could change this preseason. So right. What, now, what would need to yeah, happen? Go ahead. Uh John Ross starts making big plays and is definitely the number two receiver for the Bengals.
4: If they both play sixteen games, Ross could conceivably be better. It's not out of their own possibility because the more likely team that has ma- less mouth to feed is the Bengals. So that should help him, but it's just I, health with me is the biggest thing. I just don't know if he'll play a sixteen game
1: right i I mean right now we should, Ross is probably like on the radar right he's not in the draft yeah. yet, but he's on well, the unless radar.
4: unless you draft with Nick costas, who takes him about six rounds before he should. <laughs> really big
1: boss john ross <laughs> every <right>. draft <laughs> okay, that's good to know i mean I, I guess I know Nick's wasting a pick. Uh, all right, let's do some.
4: some no, no, it's Except like my think in like the fifth round of our uh, startup dynasty league that we did.
1: It's like my OJ Howard pick. Nobody takes him but me. So I
4: like it. I gotta tell you, so a uh, little peek behind the curtain. You did not draft that team, correct? Which one? The dynasty team. No, I did not. You draft, right? It. You, you, I drafted for you, and. There was a spot in the draft where I made a pick, and then I think like within the next round, before your turn came up, somebody took OJ Howard, and I went, "Oh God!" Oh, Jamie! Of all players for me not to give Adam.
1: Don't worry, I have I have OJ Howard on my real dynasty team. Good, but now go I also have Trey Burton. Uh, actually, in the process of doing my dynasty draft now, it's fun. My uh, my slow untimed free agent draft. All what are right. your picks? What'd you say? What are your picks? Well, obviously, most people were kept. Uh, my first. My second pick was Josh McCown. That's great cuz I really don't have a quarterback and I may He's not have on. a quarterback. You probably still yeah. don't. <laughs> probably. No, I have I have um I have Trubisky, but I'd like That was to have... your
4: second round pick?
1: Well, there's already like 24 guys kept on every team. Isn't it a rookie draft? No, I did the rookie draft. Uh the rookie draft I took on Johnson one. Oh, so this is a supplemental. And draft. I think I took Josh Allen too. Yeah, this is the supplemental. you should, should r- specify that. Sorry. Okay, yeah, my bad. The free agent draft. Uh, these picks aren't that fun. Don't worry about it. But I will say I was very disappointed that I did not get Chester Rogers with my third pick. Uh You want to talk about deep sleepers? That was a guy I was hoping. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. third-year receiver. Uh, meanwhile, I, my Josh McCown pick may be terrible because Sam Darnold could start week one, according to Adam Schefter. And let me let's bring up Blake Bortles one more time here because he's been playing through a wrist injury each of the last two seasons. He says his wrist finally feels... Uh, good. And if you take a look at his schedule, and I know Dave, you, you pinpointed the Jaguars as having a great schedule. Each yes. of Bortles' first seven opponents last year were 20th or worse in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks, including the worst team in week one at the Giants. And they'll be better, but maybe not that much better. Um, Bortles has a nice schedule and he was, he's been a top 13 quarterback three straight years. That's kind of crazy. Where do you guys have him ranked?
4: Low 20s.
2: yeah,
1: yeah. It's just not that exciting. It's just hard to get
4: excited about him. Right. I mean, look, Pete is is right. He's not the only person that's talked up Keelan Cole. Um, Marquis Lee will certainly make some plays. Safarian Jenkins, as Pete said, is an upgraded tight end, and whatever they get out of D.D. Westbrook or Dante Moncrief is, you know, certainly going to be good. But it's it's a run first team, and that's going to be their mo, their bread and butter. Bortles did play very well down the stretch, but I just don't think you can go into your, unless it's a two-quarterback league or a super flex league, and say I feel comfortable on my fantasy team with Blake Bortles in any capacity. Let him surprise you. Let him be a waiver wire pickup. You yeah. don't have to draft him.
3: Well, and when it comes to the schedule, I wonder, with Jacksonville specifically, if Bortles' schedule, it matters more how good the opposing offense is, as opposed to how bad the pass defense is. Because if they're not playing teams that can keep up that can score against them, then just like they did against Buffalo in the playoffs. I'm not sure why they're going to throw the ball very often.
4: Right. Like Pete said, if the game plan is to not have him make mistakes, as much as they view that his performance is admirable, which I'm I'm sure they do, what does that say about their confidence level in him to go out and have to win games unless it's in dire need?
1: Well, Heath, I will tell you that they are playing some teams that could be very good offensively. Giants, Patriots, Titans, Jets, Chiefs, Cowboys, Texans. It's a pretty tough schedule for their defense to start, but I think we've, uh, a lot, we've used all the allotted Blake Bortles time, so let's move on. Uh, Sony Michelle is gonna be out at least 10 days after having fluid drained from his knee. Rex Burkhead was listed ahead of Michelle on the depth chart. I will remind everyone, Mike Gillisley missed a lot of camp last year with a hamstring injury, and he still was the guy in week one. He had 15 carries, and he had three touchdowns, and he got me all excited, and then he let everybody down. Um, what's the impact, Dave, of the Sony Michelle injury right now?
2: Well, I, I think it's going to crush his chances of making an impact early this year. Could mean, could really? mean like until October, because really? he's not going to get a lot of practice time while he's, he's definitely not going to get any while he's sidelined. And then he's got to rec- recover from the procedure. And then he's got to earn the trust of Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. That That's not going to happen in three weeks time. So I think you're going to see the Patriots begin the year probably without Sonny Michel having any type of role for at least the first week or two, and then they ease him back in. His, his version of training camp will be the early part of the regular season, and then maybe by week five, week six, he's contributing more, and if he earns it, then he takes over the lion's share and gets 15-plus carries, a couple catches a game, does he unseat Rex Burkhead and Jeremy Hill as the goal line guy? I don't know. That seems like a tall task. I just, I think it complete, it, it could, it could set him back anywhere from a couple of weeks to the entire season.
4: Well, there's a, there's a few things here. First off, Jeremy Hill is still competing with Gillespie to be in that role and there's different reports on who's been better. So Gilsey hasn't been practicing. Well,
2: Gilsey was practicing earlier. No, he's, he's missed a lot of practice from what I understand. Still wearing, like, the red non-contact jersey when he does get out there. Okay. I, maybe it's just about
4: who's making the final team is what I saw. But th- th- in, in terms of who's going to be that guy, now it could be both of them because they may open the season with their full complement of, of running backs that they have on their roster. Uh, but Burkhead, injury-prone. Gillisley, injury-prone. Jeremy Hill ended last season on IR. So Michelle may be a factor at some point as we get to the middle of the season from just an injury standpoint. But this does not help his, his cause at all.
1: Heath, Shilkapadi of The Athletic thinks that Philadelphia is going to monitor J.A. Ajayi's carries and that Darren Sproles could have a significant role in the offense.
3: Yeah, and I think he will have a role in the offense. I don't know how significant it's going to be for Sproles, but this has been my problem with Ajayi all along is Corey Clement's going to get a considerable amount of touches. Darren Sproles is going to do some work in the passing game. I don't think Ajayi has much of a path to being a workhorse back.
1: Okay. Bill O'Brien says running back Deontay Foreman is heading in the right direction as he recovers from an Achilles injury. Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake listed as co-starters for the Dolphins. We talked about that with Pete. And Mike Zimmer was asked when Dalvin Cook, if he's, Dalvin Cook's gonna be ready for week one. He said he's ready now. Have we talked about Dalvin Cook on this podcast?
4: (laughs) The (laughs) official podcast! Heath missed a good one. You missed a good draft.
3: Oh yeah? Because... It
4: was fun. Adam was picking ninth? Eighth. Eighth. Yeah. Eighth. And he said prior to the draft that he made you know, his claim about double the right. fourth overall. So he said he's going to take him at eight. And then sure enough comes to eight and he takes Kareem Hunt. Sounds right. And then he said he would have, con- you know, he talked, he kind of talked it through about how he was considering it. And then Will Brinson was the first one to jump all over him, which led to, you could read, I mean, I, I posted a <laughs> transcript okay. of the, of the chat for the story. Um, but yeah, Adam got, uh,
3: got, got a lot of, Leap sounds or, like, sounds like a very yeah. Adam draft. drift. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I mean, I, you look, you say things, then you have to go play it out. That's why you do mock drafts. You have to see if you, if you really have that conviction.
4: He also said, after the fact that he did not take the player that he loves the most, how much he loves the team that he drafted.
1: Oh, it is a great team. It's a really <laughs> excellent team. Uh, Calvin Benjamin, oh, this was great. Calvin Benjamin just ripping Cam Newton. Quote, if, if you would have put me with any other quarterback, let's be real, you know what I'm saying? Any other accurate quarterback like Rodgers or Eli Manning or Big Ben, anybody, quarterbacks with knowledge that know how to place the ball and give you a better chance to catch the ball, it just felt like I wasn't in that position.
4: It's a good time to make that statement. Yeah. And <laughs> When yeah. you're in Buffalo. And right. His
1: coach
3: wasn't pleased with it.
1: No. Now the Bills now acquired Corey Coleman, a former- That's why
4: after what Camden said. <laughs> They went on, they had to fight a direct replacement.
1: After, uh, so they, they got a guy who was a first round pick for a seventh round pick. Is Calvin Benjamin still a sleeper with the addition of Corey Coleman?
4: Yes, but this hurts him. To whatever extent. I don't think it hurts him one bit.
3: It hurts his floor. Because yeah. if Corey Coleman delivers on his potential, he has more potential than Kelvin Benjamin. What's no, he, Corey no, Coleman's see, potential?
4: I, I don't think that. I think he has more potential than Zay Jones and Jeremy Curley. And t- it, it just takes away some some target opportunities where if you're looking at it as a trust thing, I I hope Corey Coleman, it's, it's certainly not been proven, but I hope he's better than the guys that are there besides Benjamin. So it, it's probably a, a situation where whether it's Allen or McCarron or Peterman, They know that if Coleman starts to show up in practice, that they'll lean on him more so than they probably would Zay Jones, who hasn't been practicing, and and Jeremy Curley, who's still going to be their slot guy.
1: I actually think you can look at at Corey Coleman's game log and look at what he did without Josh Gordon and say there's something there. He just hasn't been healthy. He's played 19 games in two seasons. Um, You know, There's something interesting there, but it's not exactly an offense that we're excited about.
3: Well, and it's not just – like, and it's not going to get any better this year probably, but it's not just his health. He's had Deshaun Kaiser, Archie 3, Josh McCown, Cody Kessler, and Kevin Hogan throwing footballs. Yeah. yeah nice, Josh
4: to. McCown. He's probably like, Cam,
1: why are you complaining? <laughs> 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 uh, we mentioned John Ross. He opened scrimmage as the number two wide receiver for Cincinnati. DJ Moore was listed behind Tory Smith on Carolina's depth chart. There's a lot of depth chart stuff, stuff out right now.
3: It's almost all meaningless. I think Darius Geist is on the fifth team for the Reds. Wow. Uh-oh,
2: we better not take him.
3: Yep.
1: Uh-huh. Wow. Cleveland GM John Dorsey expects Josh Gordon to rejoin the team. There was a report that it could happen soon, but now we're not so sure. Do you think well, there was a
4: there was a deadline for him to be able to fulfill his restricted free agent status? Mm-hmm. And they switched his PUP list designation so that he still should be okay. So they're looking out for him. So it, it does seem very positive that they're trying to make sure he's right and ready to go.
3: And they like the Corey Coleman trade helps that perception at least a little bit as well.
2: Unless they signed Des. They there was a report from NFL Network that said, A, that Coleman trade had nothing to do with Josh Gordon, and B the Coleman trade had nothing to do with Des Bryant. They just didn't want Corey Coleman there, which is why I think he's just going to be a non factor. Because if you're going to be a non factor in Cleveland, what are the odds that you're going to be a factor in Buffalo? Well, I'm this is John Dorsey getting
4: none. rid of the entire draft.
2: Probably. They just
4: clean house on everybody. But, but
2: if he thought he could get something out of him, he would have kept him. Who's, he traded who, him for a booger, Jamie. Who's, who's giving <laughs> anything for a guy that you could potentially see cut? You can get a booger for him. That's what he I got. Seventh round That's something in 2020. It's yeah, not bad. even this year. Uh I'm going to give Josh Gordon three weeks. If he's not there in three weeks, then I'm going to get nervous. That Because we're about five weeks away from the start of the NFL season. And I would assume Josh Gordon will need a couple of weeks to Get How much Where longer do does get? Hard Knocks go? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's a good question.
4: They tape all the way through.
1: All right, let's move on. Um, I want right, to get the, the last one is ADP. the week
2: before Week One, right? Cuts. Yeah,
1: yeah. I want to get to ADP. So, uh Chris Godwin, according to the Tampa Bay Times, is going to be an outside receiver, going to start for the Buccaneers. I love this. Get Chris Godwin. Now, this is a guy when he had six or more targets. He did very well with it, uh, I can get the exact, four games with six or more targets, he scored six, six, nine, and seventeen fantasy points in non-PPR. So he didn't have much uh, opportunity last year, but he made it count when he did. Is Chris, should Chris Godwin be going ahead of Deshaun Jackson? And, and maybe neither of them are drafted in most leagues, I don't know, but is Chris Godwin the number two fantasy receiver for the Bucks? Yes, yes. Chris Godwin or John Ross? Godwin.
3: Ross. Ooh. That's really. I think I go Godwin right now.
2: Wait a minute. Do I have Mike Evans on my team? Because this is the perfect a strategy, strategy friendship.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: is Evans and Godwin?
1: All right. I, if I if you're in
2: it. a deeper league, but if you have AJ, say, say you go 17 rounds, then you could get Green and Ross. But I'm just, I'm, I'm worried about Ross for the same reasons you are. I'm wondering if he's just too brittle, and I don't know if he's a complete receiver. He's just really, really fast. Yeah. I mean, the,
4: I, 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 I've said it before. I wish the Bucks. No offense to Deshaun Jackson would have cut him to open the opportunity for Godwin to be this guy. And apparently they're not even worried about Deshaun Jackson. So they're just going to elevate him, which they should. So
2: better. and and the other thing to think about is the Bucs are probably going to be in two tight end sets a little bit more than your typical NFL team. Especially in the red zone. So that takes a receiver off the field unless they're going to go five wide, no running back. I don't think that'll happen very often that they'll do that. But if they're in two tight end sets, which receiver is off the field between Godwin and Jackson? Maybe now you think
3: that it's Jackson. I think it probably is Jackson now,
2: and, and, and not Godwin. Well, the nice and thing I is, like that in the red zone. If you it, honestly, I like that a lot better because Godwin's a bigger target. For they won't be James. in the red zone. So uh, both tight ends will be on the field in the red uh, zone. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Both tight ends, Mike Evans, oh, sorry, a running back, yeah. and then who's that last guy? Godwin or Javi Godwin.
3: The nice thing is Jackson's a, a veteran that doesn't ever cause a stink, so he won't <laughs> he won't have any problem being on <laughs> the field at all.
2: Uh Cordero Patterson having a
1: good camp for the Patriots, do we care?
2: No. Nope.
3: Uh once upon a
2: time there was a former raider that went to Foxborough. <laughs> <laughs> and he went from being a, a afterthought and then he became oh, 23 touchdowns in a season and started in Minnesota. And it started in oh, Minnesota. Oh wow.
1: Look at that. Path I, you know, again, if you're, you're 84.
2: In that, if you're in that 17-round draft, Cordell Patterson might not be such a bad player, but especially knowing how thin the Patriots are at wide receiver. After Godwin and Ross. After Godwin and Ross.
1: We are going deep today, Boston Ross and Godwin. Brandon Coleman has been released by the Saints. John Gruden needs to see more from Martavis Bryant. Maybe he's not old enough for John Gruden. And the Giants <laughs> and Odell Beckham have not agreed to a contract yet, Meanwhile, at tight end, Zach Ertz has missed three straight practices for reasons unknown. What's going on here with Ertz? It's scary.
4: No one knows. You, know, you don't like to see stuff like this. He Ertz.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm drafting today. I take Ertz in round.
2: Three. Three. End so. of three. Okay.
1: And Miami tight end, Mike, a Mike Kosicki is having a good camp.
2: He's having a mixed camp, right? No, he's having a good camp. I've heard that he's turned it around and he's, he's doing he's, a lot. He's better. not a blocker, but nobody expected to right.
4: be a blocker. I have a, a rookie tight end theory that I'm going to do. I'm just going to take Hurst and Gasecki with two of my last picks and just see which one's which one pans out.
2: Are you going to take a tight end otherwise? No. So those are That's your a, If extreme I miss, tight end If I miss between those, if two. I miss.
1: Yep. That, why though? We almost never get good rookie tight ends. Well, Hurst is 40. So, um <laughs> He's a man. He, he's
4: he's old. And they both are in systems that favor the tight end and have receiving cores that are somewhat inconsistent. So, I'll buy the The reports on Gasecki because, you know, he's somebody that that comes into the NFL with the pedigree to be successful, and the same thing with Hurst, and he scored in the preseason game. If you're, you know, you're looking at it, that was without Flacco. So, I I I think if you're gonna just take swings, uh, swing for the fences, take guys that have upside. Mm -hmm.
1: All right, uh, if you're gonna swing for the fences. Do it at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's a great place to be doing your draft. It's a great place to be a fantasy football league manager because that's a tough job, and Buffalo Wild Wings knows that. So it's important to get a good first impression. That all starts with the draft. If you want your league to love you, book your draft party at B-Dubs. Come on, commissioners. Make it happen. You'll get a free draft kit. You'll enjoy a special draft feast of boneless wings, three sides, and three shareables for a special price to feed your league. So come in and get to drafting up some league manager love at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports at participating locations while supplies last. All right, we're going to look at ADP, average draft position. Who's being drafted too early? Who's going too late? Let's start with Jamie and your overdrafted player. Who's going too early? Tevin Coleman.
4: Uh, he's going in the fifth round. I don't know what number running back it is off the board, but uh, I, I don't understand mostly the guys that he's going ahead of. He is, you make the case, the best lottery ticket for fantasy owners. He's a proven number two running back on his team that when the starter goes down can be a starter for you. But when the starter is there, it's just not enough consistent production fantasy-wise to take him in that range. There are so many better receivers, better running backs. It's just you're, you're, you're waiting. If you're drafting him, you're expecting Devontae Freeman to miss time or the roles to be reversed, and that's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, he was, he just seemed to put up numbers, but it wasn't, not in a sustainable way, you know? He just wasn't getting enough touches. And then, of course, three games without Devontae Freeman, I think one Freeman got hurt in the first series. Yeah, the Dallas game, I think it was week 10. Yep, 20, 20,
4: and 19 carries for Coleman. So was great. So. Yep. But that, I I think if I, I did it for the ADP for running backs, that was 35% of his fantasy production. Huh. Those three games.
1: So would you, would you take right now Tevin Coleman or Sony Michelle?
2: Well, Coleman. Coleman. You have to.
1: Why? I mean, can we just maybe be overreacting to this Michelle injury? We're a month away from the start of the season. He's out maybe 10 days. Adam, yeah, this but both, both guys could be backups.
2: Yeah, but both guys will be backups. Right. To the the so season. why would you There's not no think the question. guy who's going to
1: begin this play. season? Yeah, but Coleman's going to be the backup the entire season. If Freeman's healthy.
4: Okay. So there is a better likelihood that Michelle gets more work than Coleman. If the situation stay the same, there is also a better likelihood that if, if, both guys in front of them go down. That Coleman is a better fantasy option. So in this
2: and case, he's going to be
4: the best. I will take Coleman's situation more so than Michelle's situation. Now, five days ago, I take Michelle and Harpy.
1: Oh, here's, I would have too. here are some guys who are going behind Tevin Coleman, Royce Freeman.
3: Dumb. Give me Freeman. Freeman.
1: Mark Ingram.
2: Dumb. Give me Ingram. <laughs> <Dumb>.
3: <laughs> Ronald. Uh, I'll take Coleman. What? Yeah.
2: Well, why? Why? Because. I don't think good Mark answer. Ingram is going to be as good as you. I think they're both going to be touchdown-dependent running backs this year. Why would Mark Ingram be a touchdown-dependent running back? Because is, Alvin Kamara is, is not going to be a bum, and he's going to end up getting more work than he yeah. had last year, and it's going to hurt Mark Ingram, okay. especially for those first five weeks. I don't want to – I like Ingram. I just think, no, five, you got to factor in the bye week. Kamara's missing that week too, obviously. Kamara <laughs> will be better than him I can't use Mark Ingram Kevin for five bye, of right? the first six weeks. You may not use Kevin Coleman either. I might not. He's touchdown-dependent, though. Fifteen games. I've got two favorite Tevin Coleman sets. We already talked about the first one when he's the starter, hundred percent success rate in Atlanta. Uh fifteen career games with double digit fantasy points, twelve of them he scored a touchdown. Yeah. I don't think Mark Ingram's gonna get a lot of hundred yard games.
1: Okay. So where are we? Uh let's go to Heath. Heath overdrafted.
3: Your friend, your man crush, Julian Edelman. Did you see the Julian Edelman quotes in news just a couple of days ago? Yeah. I confirming yeah. your theory about old players with ACL injuries. He does not have his football legs. I've got to be better. I and mean, he's probably gonna be fine. He's probably just talking, but there's too much risk. He's being drafted as the number thirty wide receiver in non PPR drafts. That's a steal. No, there's, there's no <laughs> no non PPR? No. In non-PPR, he's the number 30 wide receiver. You're not going to have him for the first month of the year. And then we don't know, like, he's old coming off an ACL injury. He might not be very good.
1: Uh, yeah, but, but he's also, according to Fantasy Pros, the number 31 wide receiver in PPR. And that yeah, does feel, that feels like a steal to me. Both are. I don't I've know, man. Right how good is not. he in, how good is Edelman in non-PPR? I, my interest in Edelman is almost nothing but PPR.
4: I think he's going to be seventy catches, nine hundred yards, five touchdowns, close season.
3: W- yeah, including he, he the four game in suspension. Games.
4: Huh? W- in yeah. twelve games? Yeah, yeah. Maybe the yards too high. eight hundred? Yeah, that
3: would be a career high in yards eight. perception. reception. I, I, I think he's going to be sixty one, six seventy four, and four.
1: Six seventy four touchdowns and four fumbles, or six hundred seventy four yards and four touchdowns. Six
3: hundred seventy four yards and four touchdowns.
1: Okay, just wanted to clarify. <laughs> All right, so Edelman, not funny, not not a funny joke. Probably just confusing for everybody. You not, were joking? Now they're all mad at me. Uh Dave, you're you actually gave us two overdrafted players.
2: So the first one is Jarek McKinnon who's going nineteen point sixth overall. So basically twentieth overall. Just he doesn't feel like a second round pick. The other one I gave is Devin Funches, who's at ninety eighth overall. Again, too soon for a guy who's not gonna do what he did last year.
1: Okay, let's talk about McKinnon. And going after McKinnon, we've got – well, Mike, I mean like Michael Thomas and McKinnon going to the same spot. Probably, um, yeah.
2: yeah, you're taking Thomas.
1: And Keenan Allen, Rob Gronkowski. Dumb. Dumb. Uh, Devontae Adams, A.J. Green. Um. But LaShawn McCoy, Jordan Howard, Joe Mixon, are they better than McKinnon?
2: He's in that range. The guy that I've ranked ahead of McKinnon that I'm worried about is Kenyon Drake. The guys that I have ranked behind McKinnon that I think could do better than McKinnon are Joe Mixon, Ronald Jones, Darius Geis, Royce Freeman. I'd rather have Alex Collins in non-PPR. I would too. Not me.
1: So, I mean, if you look at ADP, it's it's really about the wide receivers and the tight end that are going after McKinnon and not necessarily so much the running backs. That's kind of my interpretation of it. That's not, course, look, I,
2: I, I like McKinnon a lot. He's not a second-round pick. Right. right. You'd love him at 30th overall i take him before that, but yeah. That but range, you'd, I'm, answer my question. You'd love yep. him at 30th I would love him at 30th overall. Right. 20th uh, overall? Too soon. Funchess, uh, I believe we spoke a little bit about Funchess last
1: week, but yeah, 90, 98th overall for Funchess. Uh Where are you comfortable taking him?
2: Like round 11.
1: Okay. So in the 120s? Yeah.
3: I don't like Funchess, but like 97th is where I've got him as my 42nd wide receiver.
4: That's, if you want him, that's, that, that, that's, that, that's about the spot you you can take him. I like him less, lower than that as well, but again, you know, it's like you're comparing these number four fantasy receivers. He's he certainly has the potential in an unproven receiving core. Granted, he did not perform as well when Greg Olson was healthy. He's probably going to lose production with DJ Moore there now, so it's it's risky. But there's he there's not a lot of receivers on that team that
2: can do what he does.
1: Well, Funches is going 25 spots ahead of DJ Moore. Thoughts?
2: I'd rather have more. I'd rather have Anthony Miller. I'd rather have Mike
3: Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you really hate Devin Funches. Yeah. I'd rather have <laughs> Hearns.
1: Gosh. I rather have Hearns. Somebody's taking the fun out of Funches. you ask me. Jamie, I know you have to leave. Uh, give me your over-underdrafted player. Uh, Kerryon
4: Johnson. I, I think he's gonna end up being a starting fantasy running back. Um, especially he has a couple of good preseason performances. I, I really do love this offensive line. I, I can't say it enough. Um, The reports have been good so far uh, from different national guys that have been there, and I I think just LeGarrette Blunt's going to be in the way. Who knows how long that'll last. I don't worry about Theo Riddick because he's going to do what he does, but I I think Johnson is their most talented running back. I think that will show up once the games start to happen, and once he gets his opportunity— um, look at me falling for a Lions running back, but, uh, I, know, I, know. I, 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 think, uh, he will be better than Javid Best. He will be better than Amir Abdullah. He will, he will be my long lost You're
3: setting the bar high. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh,
2: but I, I do think Carry on Johnson's going a little bit too low for what his role should be. TJ Lang said that the best Lions running back in camp so far had been Amir Abdullah, which I don't think <laughs> this anybody is the year. It. This is it.
1: Hi, <laughs> the, the
2: concern, there, I have two concerns about Carry on. Number one is does he get the workload that we want him to have in terms of fantasy production. Well, I mean, if he just replaces Amir Abdullah, that's 200 touches. How many of those touches come at the goal line with LeGarrette Blount there? It's hard to say. How many of those touches are catches with Theo Riddick
4: there? If you tell me that any running backs game 200 touches in the 80th overall pick, I'll take that time and time
3: again. I will. The same say, thing with
4: Isaiah Crowell, where he's going.
3: I think Kerryon Johnson should go before Sony Michelle. I do. I do too. And Tevin Coleman.
2: I don't agree with that. I'd rather have Tevin. Okay. I'd, I'd
3: rather have Kerryon Johnson and Tevin Coleman too.
2: The other concern I've got is that Carrion had a lot of work last year at Auburn. Not sure he's if he's young, gonna... He's, he's got, young. he's got a long track record of injuries and he had a lot of carries last year. So yeah, that, that, that would safe Saquon him. Barkley too, he had a lot of work at Penn State. Did he have a lot of injuries at Penn State? Uh, no, but he could have in the NFL. Any of these guys could in the NFL. Exactly. But I'll take the guy that A has the pedigree and B hasn't had the track record of injuries.
1: Alright. Jamie, uh... Gotta go, free, go, bye! Feel free to stick around or, yeah, it could go. No, Jamie, uh, that's do – more HQ stuff, and we are going to get to David Heath's un. Well, yeah, underdrafted players. Part underdrafted, right? We're on underdrafted. Uh, all right, uh, Dave, go for it.
2: Uh, I also have two underdrafted players: one running back, one wide receiver. The running back is Jordan Wilkins in Indianapolis, and Jamie. Jamie's the one who was really on Jordan Wilkins first, but I, I love what I've been reading about how physical he's been in practice, and the Colts have said all along that they want to have a physical run game. And I don't look at Marlon Mack as much of a physical runner. I think he's fast, but I don't think he's physical. And I can't help but wonder if Jordan Wilkins is going to be the guy that ends up leading the team and carries. It might only be 12 per week, but he'll lead them starting week four on. And I'm, I'm not backing away from what I said about what I expect here in Indianapolis, that they're going to use a bunch of different running backs. I've come up with this little mini draft strategy. Because I love the offensive line and because I love any running back that's playing next to Andrew Luck, what if you take Marlon Mack and Jordan Wilkins in the same draft? Mack is going, his ADP is probably like round seven, round eight, somewhere in that range. And right now the ADP on Jordan Wilkins is 144th overall. Last pick around 12. Get, go get him way earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Might be, might be the sleeper of the summer. Kenny Stills is my underdrafted wide receiver. He's going 134th overall. He's my favorite Dolphins wide receiver because I like his speed. I like he has fifteen touchdowns in the last two seasons. He had nine in a year with uh Ryan Tannehill starting most of the games. Matt Moore gave him a few touchdowns late in that season. But I'm I'm not buying into Devontae Parker suddenly breaking out. Danny is in the slot. Albert Wilson isn't gonna be a thing. I think Kenny Stills has a chance to fall into production better than what we've seen from him. The past couple of years, I don't know if he's scored nine touchdowns, but he had 847 yards last year. Wouldn't surprise me if he had more than that this year. Good yeah. bench receiver.
1: He, he, Kenny Stills was actually the number 26 wide receiver in non-PPR and some, somewhere around there, 27, 28 in PPR last year.
2: 58, 847, and 6 last year. That was with Cutler and, uh, and a career-high 105 targets. Heath, who's underdrafted?
3: Marquise Goodwin. I've talked about him quite a bit this preseason, I feel like, and it's always been with the, yeah, but Pierre Garçon's back. Pierre Garçon's the number one receiver, and we're getting more and more talk out of camp. Marquise Goodwin's the number one receiver in San Francisco. That could still change before the season starts, but that's what everything looks like right now. He has the rapport already built with Jimmy G. Pierre Garçon's behind in that level, and he may be behind a step from what he was last year before he got hurt.
1: Marquise Lee or... Kenny Stills. I
3: said Marquis Goodwin.
1: Marquis Goodwin or Kenny Stills?
3: Marquis Goodwin. Good one.
1: Marquis Goodwin or Marquis Lee?
3: Goodwin, good one. You're in the you're in the wrong range.
1: Marquis Goodwin or Michael Crabtree.
3: Crabtree.
2: I'll go Crabtree there. All right. I'll tell you how I've got him right. Wood. this is thirty five to forty in my rankings. Robert Woods, Kelvin Benjamin, Nelson Aguilar, who I also believe is pretty criminally underrated. Uh, Goodwin is 38, still's 39, Randall Cobb 40.
3: you. gotta move Marquise Goodwin up.
2: 38th was, he, He's already been moving up for me. He was way out of keep this. Keep going, race keep going. I can't rule out Marquise Goodwin finishing the year with a thousand yards and five touchdowns. I don't think I'm gonna project him. Heath, I don't know what you have him projected for, but I think that could be his ceiling, and I don't think it's necessarily
3: unattainable. I've got him for 998 and six.
2: Can you
1: believe Prisco's got the Jaguars in the Super Bowl? They're not going to the Super Bowl.
3: What's, like, I think you should do a Twitter poll. What's, this this what is, is a good time for a Twitter say? poll. What is more likely this year? Oh, okay. Is Jaguars are in the Super Bowl or they miss the playoffs?
1: You know that miss the playoffs is gonna win.
3: It'd just be interesting to see.
1: Okay, I like it. And how do I spell, is that J-A-G-W-I-R-E-S?
3: Yes. <laughs> you caught that, right, Dave? You are, you are just a really funny guy today. Uh, I, thought I, I, thought I missed that. your humor a lot. <laughs> How was your trip? Was it was good. Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, I didn't give the, uh, the, the shout outs. Couple of, uh, met up with some listeners in Charleston. Had a great time. Uh, the guys at Fatty's Beer Works were awesome. I own a beer works. Fatty's <laughs> Beer Works. Th- those guys were fantastic. Dave, Mark funny. from We Flew South made the best damn Philly cheesesteak I've ever had in my life. It was ridiculously good. How'd
2: he do it? Now you've got my attention.
3: Uh, he's actually from Jersey. I didn't watch him make it. So I don't know how he, he didn't did it. Teach
2: you how to do
1: it. He
3: didn't. He didn't teach me. But uh, and then hung out with Chris also at a couple of the different breweries. So it's always good to meet up with listeners.
1: I barbecued yesterday. I made
3: food. I did too. You I barbecued. Bar- wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. You barbecued.
1: Well, I did you cook outside. I defrosted the meat and brought it outside to my brother-in-law, and then he finished the job and barbecued. But I was willing to do it. It was actually our Omaha steaks. It was
3: very good. So you carried the meat from the freezer. It was a lot the, of meat. It was
1: like five pounds. And it was like four different trips I made. It was good. I, hats off to the chef, right?
3: Did, did everybody tell you good job barbecuing Adam?
1: <laughs> Actually, yes. And so then I was like, it wasn't me. Uh, right now the Jaguars missing the playoffs have 76% of the vote very early, early on in the poll results. Well, we shall see. All right. We're going to save our emails for tomorrow's show. Unless we do a live mock draft, which is possible. Quarterback preview on Wednesday. Tight end preview on Thursday. Recap preseason week one on Friday. And then next week we give you the running back and wide receiver previews. They'll both be two parties. Wanna thank Pete Prisco for coming on. For Dave, for Jamie, for Heath, I'm Adam. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.